everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. If you're watching the video version, you're seeing the Minecraft version of Steve. Ha <laughs> um, I got my amiibo. Did you guys get those? Um, I did. I, I'm not even a huge Minecraft fan, but I had to get my, my Steve amiibo, because why not? Um, hey, everybody, welcome again. Uh, this is episode 258 of the Nintendo Fuse podcast. We are recording on september 13th a tuesday afternoon instead of a monday evening like we normally do because uh nintendo had a little uh little event and so today we're going to talk about all about those directs all those events because everybody gets a direct like you get a direct you get a direct everybody gets a direct uh that's at least what it feels like here on uh, the Nintendo Fuse podcast for episode 258. My name is Steve. Of course, I am also joined by Barry. Hey, Barry, how's it going? Hey, Steve. What a day. <laughs> what a day. What <laughs> a couple of weeks, yet. for sure. Or what just really just this last week. Uh, Greg, how, how are you doing? Things are going pretty good. Um, I actually didn't pick up my Amiibo yet. They're, I see they're notified to be picked up from Best Buy, so I just need to make the run over there, and I'll soon have my Steve Amiibo as well. So. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I was just walking through Target the other day and I was like, oh, I forgot that those were coming out. Um, I have to have a Steve one. So, yeah. I, so I, I think assume I'm you have the Alex as well. Yeah, it, it, he's, she's, she, right, uh, um, is on a, on a shelf back there. But, you know, Steve's going to stay close to me. <laughs> 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 have to keep myself close. Uh, <laughs> hey to everybody in the chat as well. Uh, if you don't know, if you've never been to the Nintendo Fuse podcast before, we do this thing live most of the time, uh, pretty much 98, 99% of the time we are recording live and we would actually love to, uh, have you guys join the chat room. We stream live on both YouTube and Twitch, and, uh, that's usually every other Monday, but like we said, uh, change things up this episode just because uh, Nintendo finally dropped their direct that's been uh, rumored for I don't even know how long we have talked about rumors and rumors and rumors and uh, we were joking around yesterday like if this thing doesn't actually happen we can just like replay you know one of our conversations from the past about Nintendo Direct rumors, uh, but it actually happened. We're going to get into that and so much more. If you are new to the episode or new to the podcast, uh, we encourage you guys to follow us on at Nintendo Fuse on Twitter. And also, if you haven't jumped in to our Discord yet, we have a Discord uh, link is on the screen if you're watching the video version, but also in the show notes. And uh, we would absolutely love to have you jump in there as well and join the discussion. Jump in the chat room as we record this live. Tell us all about your thoughts. We're going to be talking about the Nintendo Direct. We're going to be talking about the D23 announcements, Ubisoft uh, Forward, East Asia Soft Fall Showcase, and the NIS America Showcase, and a few other headlines along the way. But before we jump into any of that, we want to talk about what we've been playing. So, uh, Greg, how about you kick us off this time? Ooh, let's, I like to change the page. Change it up. <laughs> Um, so I was I had picked up the TMT collection as I stated on the last podcast, and I got a chance to play my beloved uh, first Nintendo Ninja Turtles game from the NES. I've already beaten it twice since uh, going through having the collection pack. Um, I haven't touched the other games yet because I had to play the best one first. But um, working my way through some awesome Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles content, 
I did play a round of fewer two of Among Us. My brother was kind of interested to see what that game was like, so I don't know if he was going to try to download it on his Switch in the future. So I was kind of showing him the ropes on Among Us and how you can chat with other people and try to pretend to whatever be the imposter and all that fun stuff. Um, in addition, I also was playing the Contra collection because I just haven't been playing Contra or Super C in forever. So I did beat the original Contra and Super C once again, and those are always great games to replay from time to time again. And finally, to wrap up the Switch section, I um, actually beat Book Quest. So despite having the um, review that we, me and Barry did last week, um, I actually went through the game actually isn't terribly long. I was thinking it was going to be this pretty long like RPG, but it's only pretty much like three main sections with like a boss after each of them. And I had only, I actually did about a third of the game prior to the, our game chat. So I did have like a little revision note because based on like the things that I witnessed throughout the game, it just seems like it's no longer probably worth it. Cause I feel there's other, there's a lot of stuff thrown in there. That's not necessarily even like part of the game. Like it very much restricts you to like going only to certain places at certain times. So they have like this, this coin system to purchase weapons and items, but you're, you never have enough currency to actually buy the weapons and items. So it's like, like, why is, what's the purpose of having all these different weapons if you can't even buy them? I, or even have an opportunity to buy them. So that seemed like it was just kind of randomly in there. Um, in addition, <clears throat> One of the biggest things was is like how the weapons actually work. So I was telling Barry in a private chat, like I had used like the starting broom that you get at the beginning of the game for the first boss. It says it does um, three HP worth of damage. And then when I was hitting the final boss, I had hit him like at least 20 some times. So that would have been whatever, 60 HP. And like yet the bar had like only moved like not even like an inch. But then when I found like I had another sword or whatever that I don't know if the game gave it to me because I don't remember buying it. It was like an ultimate sword. It said it was doing 10 HP per hit, but then it only took like 20 hits total to beat the boss. So obviously the math is completely off because like you would think after like six <laughs> hits with the sword, it would have been the same as doing 20 with the broom. So I have no idea what's going on there. So it's very confusing to the player to how much health like the boss actually has. Um, so that's kind of a big flag to me to begin with there too. But like the story actually didn't build out as much as I was thinking it was going to be. You just pretty much follow this thief to the, um, like Snowlands or whatever. And then like he, he reveals that he's just like a wizard or whatever. And he was looking for this magic book. So like you learn a few spells that he drops when you're chasing him from to the second area to the third area, but you don't even use the second spell at all to, not even any purpose in the game to even be there. Um, the first spell was like a fire spell, which you just used to open up the area to the next area. So, that, I mean, that was kind of obvious, but like a lot of areas are like blocked off. Like it looked like you could have been expanded on to have more areas to explore, but everything is just like so um, condensed and blocked down that it doesn't necessarily equate to having the best of time. So, hmm. that's pretty much my update regarding book quest um i actually bought in a special adapter i posted in our discord to hook up the gamecube to my um high definition television so i got i was just playing some simpsons hit and run and also double dash just to kind of play some classic games and i'm actually kind of really b back into 
hit and run again. Like that game was so much fun. I totally forgot like how awesome the game is. Like I still remember, I can hear like the quotes in my head, like <laughs> listening to it so many years ago when I played it first on game, like when it originally came out on GameCube. And then finally still going through with uh, Fire Emblem Heroes. It's still going strong there and been having a lot of fun complete, uh, still competing against some of the top ranked players and whatnot in some of the competitive modes. Cool. Cool. Uh, Jakester in the chat saying the beat his final run of Triangle Strategy started Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Explorers of the Sky and in the final stages of Bowser's Inside Story and got started on Pirates World of Metroid Prime 3 and the Pri- Pirates World of Metroid Prime 3. So lots of games going on over there and Jakester's home as well. Barry, what you been up to in the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I haven't haven't had as much time to play these past few weeks. It's been busy. Uh, on the Switch, I'm still doing my daily Pokemon Unite stuff. Uh, still having fun with it, despite raging at some questionable players. Um, I'm playing a little Rick Henderson, which we'll be talking about uh, just shortly. Uh, booted up Pokemon Shield, but truthfully, I didn't really play it much. I just used the codes because they gave you Ashes, Dragonite, and Gengar. And I was like, ooh, I don't want to waste that. So... Uh, may try to download those because I'm hoping, you know, probably bring them over and just to uh, Scarlet. So I figured I might as well grab free Pokemon. Uh, on the PlayStation 5, I started Pac-Man World Repack. I never played the first game. I only played the second game. And I just could not get into this first game. Like, it, it's so much backtracking. I'm one of those, like, 100% completionists. And it's just, like, you got to go all the way to this part to get like a strawberry and then backtrack to the door that has a strawberry, you know, open up. And then I get an item. It's just like, oh my God, back and forth and back and forth. It just wasn't capturing me. Like I had hoped it would Then trailers sold it to me. Uh, so I probably won't be going back to it. I mean, it's not, it's a fine game, but it's definitely a PS one era, you know, early 3d platformer trying to do what Mario did on the 64. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the PC, still doing Final Fantasy XIV. Um, new new content is always good. They just had an update patch. Uh, and uh, mobile, Mario Kart Tour, still enjoying it. Cool, cool. Kevin saying hey in the chat. Hey, Kevin, what you been playing lately? Let us know. Uh, also, uh, yeah, if you uh, just another reminder, as we get into all the direct uh, stuff later, the showcases and all that stuff, let us know what you think in the chat room and we'll refer to you uh, guys as much as we can tonight um, today. But uh, but yeah, know that there's a lot to talk about. So we'll, we'll try not to forget about the chat room in this one. But uh, there is a lot to talk about. Uh, I've been playing uh, Rick Henderson, which, uh, like Barry said, we'll get into that in just a little bit in our game chat. Also played the TMT TMNT uh, collection, uh, the Cowabunga collection, like Greg did as well. I have not replayed uh, the first NES game, like uh, Greg has twice. As uh, <laughs> is not my favorite at all. Uh, it's not. It's not hated but it's definitely not my favorite um but i have played through the original arcade uh game uh the most and i think it's it's just so cool to have that game like on a system like that was that was a dream for like so long was to be able to have that thing that i play in the arcade in my house and now i have it and i can take it on the go and i can play it wherever i want and that's that's awesome so uh yeah and then uh of course been playing rocket league and also um you know, frustrated, basically the same things that, uh, the Barry experiences with Pokemon Unite as the same thing that I, I experienced with Rocket League. Sometimes you're like, 
where where did these teammates come from? How did you get in this this rank? Why why are you even like playing? Stop it! Get out of here. <laughs> does, does Rocket League at least uh, do anything uh, when you report players? Because Pokemon mm-hmm. Unite just seems like you could grief anybody you want in that game, and they don't give a crap. They and do. Like, I don't know what their what their qualifier is. Um, but I do know that people have definitely got banned before, um, for either a few hours, few days or several days. Like I've, <laughs> there's, I've seen people get banned for like almost like a year, year and a half before if it's really, really bad. Um, but, uh, that's not the normal thing. And usually it's just, you know, a couple, like a day up to a week, I think is the, the normal ban for, for actually like being a horrible person on it. If you're just like, you know throwing games and stuff like that, then you usually just get like a couple hour ban or something like that. But, yeah. Uh, Kevin in the chat looks like he is working uh, on finishing up Sally face recently. I don't know Sally face. Do you know, do you guys know Sally face? I know super rare, put it out physically, but I've never okay. played it. Hmm. Neither. I've never seen, I've never seen Sally's face. I don't know. <laughs> Poor Sally. <laughs> well, I'm glad she has a face. Um, but, uh, yeah, let us, let us know about it, Kevin, is if it's, especially if it's a game, we should check out ourselves. Uh, but let's jump into this episode's game chat. We're going to be talking all about a game called Rick Henderson. And, uh, we got this game from East Asia soft. So thank you so much for East Asia soft, uh, to give us the codes to be able to check this game out. And, uh, yeah, so it's a, it's a shmup, um, which is totally, you know, right up my alley. Uh, it's uh it's it's something that you know looks like it came right out of the 16-bit era that basically takes this the shmup arcade style um endless horizontal scrolling uh shooter game and uh that's basically it over and over and over again and it's kind of it's kind of crazy like it has a tutorial mode standard mode hard mode boss rust mode um and you will be shooting through all these different enemies that they come your way and eventually uh yeah you basically will work your way as far as you can and maybe you'll die Uh, that's that's basically it no not maybe you'll die you most likely will die it is a really really uh difficult game uh you're gonna be playing 16-bit um pixel art the whole way through as you can see on the screen you're going to take out over 40 different enemy types and more than 15 different boss variants uh, three different weapon types. You can have a bullet, energy, missiles uh, for a total of over 27 unique weapons. And then you have special attacks for each of the pilots. There's three different pilots uh, or ships you can uh, you can pilot through the entire game. It has a synthwave soundtrack. And uh, like I said, it's it's un, it's endless. But uh, you have five different enemy factions and their bosses that you'll work your way through. So if you work your way through those, you'll keep on going and keep on going. As long as you can, they have uh, online leaderboards and and all this different stuff. So, Barry, what do what do you think about Rick Henderson? I thought it, it first off, I think it has a very unique premise. I mean, it's pretty much endless shmup. So, if you love shmups, it's an endless shmup. Uh, what I found, however, is I found the levels to be on the shorter side, which sometimes is okay. I don't need a level to last for ten minutes, but then the bosses were like infinite bullet sponges like i was just like it took me i feel like i must have fought 
for like six minutes or something on the first boss. Like it was like this is the first boss of the game. Why are you taking so long? Give me, give me a chance. And then I, you know, when you beat them, you get like choose different upgrades. And I'm like, none of these are really helpful. Like, and I did get a helpful one, but like that was on the second boss, and it was like, and then I died, and I started all over, and I was like, I died. And I was like, do I really want to do that again? Yeah. Like, it, 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 it didn't. I feel like there needs to be a gradual increase in difficulty. Like in order to get people to go that one more try, mm-hmm. I could do better on the easier stages and maybe save up lives and get power ups and get ready for the harder stages. But you know, my first time playing, I wound up dying to the first boss, and yeah. it was just due to it was a war of attrition. It pretty much came down to I knew a pattern and I screwed up the pattern. All right, let me try again. That had to be a fluke. And I beat him the second time, but but it's like, could you imagine if like the Hammer Brothers were put into World One One of of Mario? Like like that would turn so many players off. Totally. Like there's a reason those early levels are there to ease you into the game and let you know and learn the mechanics. Um, so I don't think it's necessarily a bad game. I just think that is a that difficulty, and it's not even a difficulty. It's just pattern recognition. But yep. when you know a pattern and the pattern repeats and it repeats and it repeats, and you've already proven that you know the pattern by surviving, you don't want to do that pattern for six minutes to prove that. It's just like uh, yeah, I proved that I've learned the pattern. Can we move on? Yep. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you had the same thing or not. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was from, it was pretty much difficult from the very beginning. Um, but it was short. I, I feel, I feel like the biggest thing that, that I took from this was I, this, this seemed so arcadey that I felt like I needed to see it in our arcade rather than on a home console. Like this was, this was something that would like steal my quarters basically. Um, and, and yeah, it was, it was on the short side. The levels were short. You ended up in the boss pretty quick, but then but yeah, the difficulty ramped up so quick. I, I I think they could have spread it out just a little bit more. Um, so yeah, I think I'm I'm right with you as well. And yeah, I, I think I you know we were joking about uh, this I think yesterday, and and I think we were like, oh well, we have you know a little more time to uh, to get into Rick Henderson if you if you want to. And I said, no, I'm good. <laughs> Like I played enough of it, you know, I, I'm good. Um, the standard mode, I have made it through, you know, a couple bosses and hard mode. I made it through to one boss and uh, played through the the boss raid mode. And I think I've made it to the second boss again, which which I thought maybe I'd make it further because it was just the bosses. But no, like it's it is pattern recognition. And I think if I wanted to put more time into that like i could get better but i don't want to <laughs> that's that's where i am like i this could be something that i could get really good at and i could you know climb to the top of the online leaderboard and i that's cool that they have those but i i don't want to there's no desire in my heart at all to to get good at this game um I don't care. <laughs> you know, and I think that's right. I think this is a, a game made for the shmup enthusiasts. So if you absolutely love bullet hells, you love shmups, uh, this game could be your game of the year. I mean, you might absolutely love it because because other than that, the game, it plays well. It looks great. The music is fine. Mm-hmm. You know, everything about it, it runs beautifully on the Switch. There's no slowdown. Um it's just that difficulty spike. And I think if they curved the difficulty a little bit to at least get people into the third or the fourth stage, even on their first try, yep. and not be like an arcade trying to kill them, I think 
more people will be able to get into it and find that that oh i really want to get better at this game um but when a game kicks your butt and the first time you play even when you've beaten tons of other shmups and you die in the first stage because the boss just won't go down you start to question what the heck is going on and i think i and i was on on the easier difficulty i didn't even try the harder difficulty because i'm like well the easier difficulty is taking me six minutes how's the harder Mm -hmm. difficulty going to take me so I, I think that could be adjusted. Um, but if it's by design, then that just tells me I am not the audience that it's shooting for. And that's okay. Yep. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I, I think by, by design, it seems like that's, that is the goal. If they want to throw you in and the goal is just, you know, get as high as and as far as you can, because it is endless. Um, and I think it is kind of unfortunate, though, that there's only five different uh, factions um, because like, you will start repeating and repeating and repeating. And and I think I would have liked to see more of that. But I think I don't know much about the team, but I'm, I'm assuming it's a small team. Um, maybe even, you know, who knows? It might be just one person that's, that's created this. Um, so it, it's hard to, to say, you know, like I don't <laughs> I don't expect something, you know, from like a, a huge team in Nintendo, um, you know, when I when I think of an indie game. But it would have been nice to have a little more variation, I think, as well. And like you said, like ramp up that difficulty just a little slower to kind of pull people people in just a bit more. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think maybe, you know, it, it's, it's not bad. It just could be better. That's it. It's not a bad game. It could be better. So here's the question. Would you recommend it? Mm, that's a hard question. Um, because I think, I think overall, not uh, only if you're a huge shmup fan, um, we've had another game that we, we checked out a, like several, uh, several, uh, you know, months or so ago. I can't remember the name of it. That one I don't recommend at all, but this one crisis wing, I think. crisis wing. Yeah. Um, this is a lot better than crisis wing. And, um, and so if you, that, that one was like, uh, I don't even recommend really recommend it to shmup fans. This one, if you're a big shmup fan, like I'd say, yes, check this out, but Maybe wait till it's on sale, which it is right now. Um, as of recording, it's twenty percent off, so it's a regular seven ninety nine, uh, seven dollars ninety nine uh, price tag in in the U.S. or in North America. But um, but yeah, it's twenty percent off right now. That's not bad. Um, so if you can get it for around five six bucks, that's I mean it's there's plenty of of entertainment there for that value. I think, but for a full price of $8, I mean, it's not a whole lot of money really, but I don't think anybody that's not a shmup fan, like a hardcore shmup fan would enjoy it. I'm going to agree. I'm going to say if you only, if you are a hardcore shmup fan, that's, that's your bread and butter. You collect them, you love them. Then yes, I would absolutely recommend that even at eight hours, I think you can get a lot out of here because it's endless. So you could really just play to your heart's content. If you're, you know, if you're just not experienced with shmups or you play them casually, I would recommend another shmup at the moment because I think the difficulty spike, the sharp difficulty spike is going to prevent you from getting as much enjoyment. Now, if it was one of those things where your power-up stayed, like you beat the first boss, you got a power-up, you die in the second boss, but then you restart and you have that, upgrade like a rogue in that Mm. sense i think i could recommend this game a lot more because then it's like all right you're slowly getting stronger Mm -hmm. so 
your your ability to progress is directly proportioned to how far you get each attempt. But I don't think I don't believe it's like that. I think each time you start over from scratch, and uh, and that's to me that's just uh, yeah. you know if you if you get to the first boss or the second boss and you die, uh, unless you know the patterns, uh, you're probably going to have a very similar experience each time unless mm-hmm. you get really good. So. Yep. In that regards, I would say pass. Unless you get it on sale, you know, two, three bucks or whatever, and you're curious, it's absolutely worth it. Yep. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting, too, because they talk about um, in the description for the game stuff about upgrading your ship and all everything. But yeah, yeah. I think it, as far as I know, it goes away. And uh, there's supposed to be like all these different modes and difficulty levels. It, there's just standard and hard. That's it. Um, and there's also a boss rush mode. So that's that's cool um, as well. But like, there's not all these different levels and modes and everything like the, like the description talks about. It kind of builds the game up a lot bigger than it really is. It's it's a basic arcade shmup that um, is uh, fairly difficult at it at its core. Um, but if that sort of thing, you know, interests you, eight bucks is not a whole lot for for an experience like that. And uh, on Switch, you can take it wherever you go. Always a plus. So thank you so much, East Asia Soft, for providing the codes again. And uh, that's Rick Henderson. Hey, guys, the uh, the Nintendo Direct actually happened. It did. We don't have to talk about rumors (laughs) anymore. Yeah. you got to be kidding me. I missed it. Did you miss it? You slept in and missed it. No. No, I I watched it. I'm just giving (laughs) you a hard time. Yeah, uh, it finally happened. Uh, And uh, here we are. We're going to talk about it today. Uh, We're going to throw it on the screen. Uh, If you're watching the video version uh, as well, we are probably not going to get through the whole thing while we were just uh, talking about it, but figured you can look at that instead of looking at our faces. Um, So that's the benefits of the the video version. Um, But uh, if you're, you know, just listening on the audio version, (laughs) you don't like seeing our faces anyway. So, Um, but uh, yeah. Nintendo Direct, there were, let me get this right. Like I put this in our our little rundown, like 46 different announcements, but actually more like 50 something games talked about um, because some of these announcements included uh, a couple different games at a time. Um, But that's a lot of (laughs) announcements. They they sneaked into 40 minutes. Um, Hopefully uh, we can go through those fairly quickly tonight because we have like four or five other directs or showcases to also talk about. Uh, But uh, yeah, let's let's jump into (laughs) <laughs> the Nintendo Direct, and uh, hopefully this video plays in like the last one that, during the review. Um, but uh, they started off with Fire Emblem Engage, uh, which is going to be releasing on January 20th. Uh, it takes two on November 4th. Fatal Frame Mask of the Lunar Eclipse uh, is going to be releasing on in early 2023. And this is a remake of the fourth game in the, the series and uh, first time releasing in the West. Also getting uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Expansion Pass DLC Volume 2 is uh, going to be dropping on November 13th. And also SpongeBob SquarePants and the Cosmic Shake is a 3D platformer that's coming in 2023. So let's just take those five, those first five games that we talked, uh, they talked about Fire Emblem Engage, It Takes Two, Fatal Frame, Xenoblade, and SpongeBob. What'd you guys think of, of these games, Barry? Um, for me, uh, I thought it was a really good start. And I'm not, uh, not a Fire Emblem fan. I mean, I am, but I'm not like a hardcore, like I'll play casually. 
so I was, I was really shocked to see a new Fire Emblem so quickly. I know Three Houses wasn't that long ago, and then we just had the Fire Emblem Warriors. Uh, you know, Three Hopes just came out. So I was like, oh, wow, another Fire Emblem. It's a full game, and it's coming January? Like, what? wow. Um, so for all Fire Emblem fans, you're eating good. I'm happy for you. Uh, looks really cool. I, I love games where it calls back to the previous games and, and previous series. I'm, I'm a big fan of that. At first, I thought, like, are they doing a Tokyo Mirage session, too? Like, hell, heck yeah. But I'm like, no, no, unfortunately. Uh, it takes two I've heard good things about. Uh, it's a game I might play. I, I know a lot of people are, like, to visually downgrade on Switch. But I think it makes sense to be on Switch. Uh, not a big Fatal Frame fan, but I'm really happy to see... Any game that was never brought over here, here. Uh, interesting note, this is coming to other systems. And that's interesting because Nintendo co-owns the IP. So this is the second time Nintendo has allowed Fatal Frame to go to other platforms since they became a co-owner of it. Uh, Xenoblade, you got the date wrong. It's actually coming October. Oh, October. 13th. October. Ah, good to know. So, it's even a month so, earlier. Month early, yeah. So... Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to boot up the game just to go for the new hero yet, or I'm going to wait till, you know, further on because I already played and beat the game. Um, so that I'm happy for it. I mean, the challenge modes are always in the games. It's a lot of fun. The new hero looks cool. has a whole new system. It looks like, uh, and more content's always good. I'm just happy that they made a patch where they actually made an item that was impossible to get um obtainable again so mm. i can actually finish the one thing i didn't get to finish because it was impossible and i'm not a spongebob uh, fan so it looks great uh, i like how they're incorporating memes but uh yeah it's that one's not for me but but again spongebob fans you know i'm happy for you yeah yeah i'm gonna jump in real quick uh for uh just a note i think the the ones that overall i i you know, these are all exciting games. Um, the one thing that I did notice, um, and Greg, maybe you can correct me because you're a huge Fire Emblem fan, but like it didn't, it sounded like Smash Brothers music at the beginning. Like it threw me off. I thought they were announcing, oh, more fight, uh, Fire Emblem characters coming to Smash, um, <laughs> which wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, but that's what I, that's the music I, that's the, the style of music I heard in the beginning. And the only other, the one that I think stood out to me possibly is the, um, it takes two, I think just the concept of, of turning people into dolls and then living through it. But it's apparently it's a couple that is going through some turmoil and they have yeah. to like now work together and stuff. So I feel like this is going to be one of those games that's like much deeper um, than it seems on the surface for sure. Um, but Greg, what'd you think? I was so excited to see that opening of like the fire emblem. That was for sure. Like I saw like Barth and Sigurd and I was like, is it somehow like genealogy of the Holy War with like they added Martha in or something like that? Because I don't know if that's the game he was from specifically. Because I've been calling for this Echoes game to be um, coming out at some point, but um, I'm happy to be completely wrong and it's just a brand new game in the series. So I am definitely very excited to see there. And like Barry said, I do like to see like callbacks. I think that's what really drew me into Awakening so much as like my first title is like that um, Lucina pretends to be Marth. Um, spoiler alert, sorry if you haven't played Awakening ever, but um, that was really a, yeah, <laughs> for that matter. Um, but just that kind of reference just like really wowed me into be very highly interested in this game. So I'm kind of interested to see where they'll, where they'll go with this one. I know like these last ones, they've been 
doing a lot of like pathing like with fates and with three houses it's like you're choosing a side and then there's like three or four different stories and this one from what i can see it just looks like it might just be a single story but obviously we could just be there could be different routes based on the different games like one route you could be with marth and one route you can take with sigurd or and one route you might maybe get like roy or something like that i have no idea obviously we don't know too much about it but um from what we can see that looked like it was gonna be tons of fun and i'm very excited to play the next entry and pretty much the other ones didn't really excite me as much just because i those aren't really the games for me like i know final fatal frame is great that they're still making more for that series i know it's a very uh niche series because it didn't do the best on wii u so it's happy to see that they're still getting like another game like spongebob it's also kind of cool that they're using the original voice actors i don't know if that's been a thing for previous games and for those but that was pretty cool that they're actually involving the actual voice actors i found that that was interesting um xenoblade i don't know too much yet i don't it depends if i get into the game once i um have a copy to play and then uh, it takes two was just didn't look like it was probably for me as well it's just seems like a pretty neat game and happy for people excited looking forward to coming out all right let's jump in in the next set of games uh we also got fitness boxing fist of the north star uh kind of probably surprised a lot of people this is uh coming out in march 2023 and i don't know about you but i feel like the the announcer themselves the narrator was even trying way too hard to be excited about this game um but uh also oddballers which is a top-down dodgeball brawler which uh really stood out to me like this looks like it could be really fun that's coming in early 2023 uh tunic is coming out on uh, September 27th. This is one of the ones that stood out to me. I know this is, I believe it's out already on other consoles, but uh, coming to uh, Switch really soon. So basically just two weeks from today. Uh, Front Mission 1, 2, and 3 remakes are coming. Um, this is a turn-based uh, combat with mechs, and uh, the sequel was previously unreleased outside of Japan. So we're getting one in November, uh, two in 2023, and three has been announced uh, coming sometime in the future. And then uh, finally for this section, uh, we got Story of Seasons, A Wonderful Life. Um, so it's a farm, um, you going to manage a farm passed down by your father, um, and it's coming out in summer of 2023. Uh, so Barry, what'd you think of these? Anything stand out uh, among this this list? Uh, it was great to see fire uh, front to see front mission again. We knew one and two were coming. Uh, I'm happy two is finally getting over here. Uh, again, I, I love classic SquareSoft, so I remember playing three uh, on the PlayStation, and because because one was Super Nintendo as well as two, and we just didn't get them. And what we got one re remade on DS, uh, but three three getting a remake as well. That's awesome. I, just, I wish I hope I hope when it's done, Square decides to release a triple pack physical. I think that'd be nice. Uh, great to see Tunic finally come over. <laughs> the game should have been there from the start. Uh, fitness boxing. I, at first, I was like, oh my god, Fist of the North Stars being ported? Like, is this the PS3 game or something? But it was, no, no, it's fitness boxing. Did not see that coming. Uh, however, my wife does enjoy fitness boxing, but she's not, not aware of Fist of the North Stars. So I don't know if she'll get any enjoyment out of it. Uh, Oddballers really took me by surprise. That looked like a lot of fun. That was mm -hmm. like Mario Party style minigames, uh, definitely. Uh, and then, 
you you seem so out of touch when you're talking about story of seasons a wonderful life i'm uh, sorry it's 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 like it's <laughs> to like me, here's it's just like oh yeah another farm game and this I mean, is not story, the last one we're going to talk about today <laughs> story of seasons is harvest moon yeah. So it's the longest running franchise for farming simulations. So why what and, is the story there? Because like when did that change? Because it was a it was a subtitle of Harvest Moon at one point, wasn't it? It was like Harvest Moon Story of Seasons, and then all of a sudden it switched the names. No, no, what happened is in I forget the official name, and someone will probably like scream like, oh, it's this, but in Japan, it's one series and the publishing rights to bring it to the West and decided to call it Harvest Moon over here. Uh, and it owns the rights to Harvest Moon, but they had a falling out at one point. So what happened was uh, NIS decided, well, we're just going to, we're going to publish or exceed. I'm sorry. I believe we're just going to publish it ourselves, but we can't use the Harvest Moon name. So they invented story of seasons for the West mm. and that's the real continuation. Meanwhile, Natsume who owned the rights to the Harvest Moon name developed their own games that are much more mediocre under the Harvest Moon name to keep it going. Uh, so this is the anything story of seasons is the real Harvest the real Moon. Real one, okay. Because that's that's the same series in Japan. And a Wonderful Life is actually a GameCube port. Uh, wonderful Life is the uh, released in the GameCube, oh. and then they had another Wonderful Life with a uh, female, uh, where you play as a female protagonist instead. So this <laughs> looks like it's both. They did release it again on the PlayStation Two afterwards. So this is actually a remake of a game from long time ago this isn't a brand new game they just ah. they updated features and stuff like that so yeah this isn't just another farming game like this is <laughs> the original farming series game the long standing from the super nintendo days uh, but this is a gamecube game which is always cool to see you know brought to a new audience okay cool cool well, my apologies to all the Story of Seasons fans. I'm glad I got that education because uh, I was always confused about that whole like series or like why it seemed like it split and all that stuff. So that that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Greg, what do you think about all this? Yeah, this is like at least the at least the last titles from the previous section that we just discussed was kind of like more like the lower part of the direct for me because a lot of these didn't really seem to stick out to me to begin with. So like. Um, the fitness boxing thing just kind of remind me like a more streamlined like Wii boxing version of it kind of thing but it's more it looked more like it was like a music based like timing kind of thing which was kind of interesting but i'm not really an avid boxer so i'm not going to be picking that up obviously um <clears throat> the oddballers look kind of unusual i mean i'm not really huge into soccer games but it does look kind of quirky like with a car driving through the game and stuff so it's i don't know if might need to get more watch look see some more trailers and more footage from the game to see if that's something I might end up picking up. Tunic was definitely the brightest point of this like section because I did write that down to probably um, end up purchasing it. Kind of looks like a Zelda game, and I really love those isometric uh, Zelda's kind of style games. So it's looks that one actually looks the best out of uh, this ones we're talking about. The front mission ones, I I think I have a state of that's why I didn't really care for like some of the initial like xenoblade parts because it's like it has the mech stuff and mm. that's some reason with the mechs i'm not really into watching or playing as a lot of those things so i was probably not going to be looking too further into those three games and then uh farming simulator is <laughs> not also the thing that i look forward to with in games either with a uh, harvest moon slash story of seasons that uh you guys were talking about earlier as well so that will also be a pass and but just because i doesn't i don't like it doesn't mean someone else can't enjoy it and that's great that they're 
getting games that they appreciate and will want to play. Yeah. The good thing is that, yeah, for uh, I think Story of Seasons is, uh, from what I understand, and although it's just like le- less of a farming simulator, it just includes farming as a big piece of the game um, for yeah. sure. But uh, but we're going to get to an actual farming simulator in just a little bit <laughs> because uh, there's actually several of farming games. I feel like that's like the new theme of all the actually, different games. Actually, I think Story of Seasons is the most farming of all of them. Is it really? Okay. Yeah. It just it wasn't featured as much in the trailer then, because um, it's also about community and about the people. It's a it's a life simulator in that sense. Gotcha. Well, let's jump into the next section of games. Uh, we found out that the first Splatfest for Splatoon Three is going to be dropping on September twenty third, and that's going to run for September twenty third to twenty fifth, uh, starting at five p.m. Pacific time, and uh, also ending on at five p.m. Pacific time. And the question for this one is: What would you take with you to a deserted island? Gear, grub, or fun? And uh, Octopath Traveler 2 was announced. Uh, it's from Square Enix, of course. Eight new travelers, intertwining stories, dropping on February 24th of 2023. And then we have Fay Farm, which is a farming simulation RPG. Uh, you're going to be facing off against foes, befriend others in this adventure game. Uh, play up to four players, local or online. Customize your home. Almost kind of seems like a... Uh, like an Animal Crossing kind of elements as well. So it's kind of a lot of customization in there, gold or store of the land. And you're going to be playing that on in spring of 2023. Theater Rhythm, final ball line, drops with 385 songs from the Final Fantasy series. If you think that's a lot, just wait. There's DLC coming to include 90 more songs from several different games. But also, if you think that's a lot, Just wait, because we're also throwing in additional packs with 442 songs in one pack and 502 songs in another pack. Oh my gosh, but this is going to be dropping on February 16th, 2023. Mario plus Rabbids uh, Sparks of Hope is going to be dropping on October 20th, and there's also going to be a gold edition available. And we also got news about Rune Factory 3 Special coming in 2023 at some point, and that there's a brand new Rune Factory game coming sometime in the future. So, Barry, what stood out to you from this list of games? A lot. This was a big group. Uh, This was a very big group. Uh, Splatoon 3, I didn't really care about the Splatfest. Um, I understood why it was there. I'm sure there are people who are going crazy for it, and that's perfectly fine. Uh, Octopath Traveler 2, very excited. Very excited. I love Square's HD 2D uh, or 2D HD engine. Uh, the first Octopath was a very good game. Uh, the biggest problem I had with it was the lack of cohesive connectivity between the eight stories. This specifically calls out intertwining between the stories. Uh, so that has me very excited. And it looks beautiful. I feel bad for Fay Farm. I feel Fay mm-hmm. Farm would absolutely thrive in a normal nintendo direct and i think in this one it's just a bad release time it is just it is overshadowed it's by you know doesn't have an established ip behind it or, or a big company behind it and uh i feel it's going to be the, the run to the litter so to speak um i do wish it well i hope it i hope it exceeds my expectation and uh i hope it's a lot of fun the theater rhythm final uh, ball line that game could become a game of the year contender for me. I loved Theater Rhythm on the 3DS and the sequel, Curtain Call. I played those games. I bought every DLC. I must have spent 40-something hours on each of them. I love Final Fantasy music. 
Uh, it's so beautiful. I love the rhythm aspect. I love how there are different styles between the battles versus the adventure scenes versus the um, like the cinematics where you're playing over cinematics. Um, but the 3DS, it was all you know with the stylus and you had to tap and stuff. So I'm curious how this is going to work because they did the Kingdom Hearts music game and I was excited for that and I didn't really like the way it played on Switch. So I'm really hoping that like I'm sure handheld it's going to play just probably like the 3DS version, but I'm hoping it plays really well uh, on on the Switch. But yeah, Theater Rhythm is a huge game. I love the amount of tracks. That's an insane amount of tracks. I think you might be wrong. I think it's 500 something total when you factor oh, okay. in the 90 extra tracks. Plus you get 27 additional tracks by buying it all together. Like if you buy all the oh, DLC okay. packs in a lump, they will give you an extra 27. So I think it's 500 and something total, which is still an insane amount of tracks. Yeah. And if you don't want to buy DLC, over 300 baseline tracks is also an insane amount of tracks. So you will be playing this for a long time. And if you've never listened to Final Fantasy music, um, it, it's beautiful. And if you've played the Final Fantasy series and you have nostalgia for the Final Fantasy series, this is a no-brainer because just listening to some of these tracks again, it's just awesome. Gotcha. Um, Mario and Rabbids, I'm already sold on. Uh, I knew this was here um because not everybody watches every showcase and it's kind of funny because this was like their big game of the last showcase that they did in june the last direct which was the the partners direct um because it's technically third party but it's just interesting to see it here again and uh one of the reasons faux farm our faith farm has a, such a hard time is rune factories here i would never expect rune factory 3 to get a remake and i'm so happy because I love Rune Factory, uh, it is it is more Zelda than farming. Uh, is you know farming is a, just the way to get money. It's all about you know the relationships and about those exploring dungeons and in in three you get to turn into creatures, which is really cool. And honestly, I didn't think we were gonna get another Rune Factory after five. I know five was good. It was it was kind of a little bit on the rougher side because it, you know it was unlike the other ones. It's not two D. It's three D. Still a lot of fun. But you can tell, like, this was their first experience going 3D. Um, but I'm overjoyed that we're going to get what I'm presuming is Rune Factory 6. It could be, you know, like, part of, like, Tides of Destiny or Frontiers, like, one of, like, the spinoff Rune Factory games. I don't know. But just the fact that we're getting a new one has me very excited because I, I really enjoy that series. And that's a spinoff of Harvest Moon, too. Mm. Just, just spun out all over the place. Did. <laughs> Greg, what did you think about this set of games? Yeah, mostly pretty much sharing what um, Barry was saying about the majority of these. Um, the Splatfest is obviously kind of whatever. I haven't really participated a lot in too many of those, so it's like, sure. So glad that it's getting its first Splatfest. I don't know if I'll take part of it. I haven't bought Splatoon 3 yet, but I do plan on getting it hopefully soon. Let's see. And then um, Octopath Traveler was definitely very exciting to see. I never got too far in the first one and it was always been on like my huge backlog list of ones I should play and now it's kind of <laughs> kind of wishing that I actually took the time to complete that one and in order to get ready for this new one so that one's very exciting to see the next one I love the visual style they do with it so that's one of the main reasons I really enjoy the series um Faith Farm is probably whatever I mean I've already said I'm not into like the farming aspects of stuff in a number of the different games that it's in. So it's glad that um, it exists for people that do like those kinds of games. I do understand it's very therapeutic for other people. So it's 
just not the game for me. Um, the rhythm heaven kind of type game. It's <laughs> I'm not usually <laughs> into a lot of the those as much. Like I'd never still haven't played like Cadence of Hyrule or anything like that. So it's probably not going to be something I get. Um, I only have limited experience with Final Fantasy because it's usually lived on PlayStation for ninety uh, percent of its life, or probably even like ninety five percent of its life. So I don't know if I'll be. Yeah, like only there's only one, four, and six that are on out here in the West before on Nintendo platforms. Yeah, and but the first all six were on Nintendo platforms. Plus, so many of them are came to Nintendo afterwards with the GBA and the and the DS. And well, those aren't the mainline series games. Yeah, they are. Final Fantasy one, two, four, five, and six are on GBA, and Final Fantasy three and four came to DS. And then the Switch has a ton of them. 10, 10, 2, 12 is there. 7, 8, 9 are there. We just need the Pixel Remastered and we'll have almost all of them. 15 mobiles even there on Switch. 15 mobile. <laughs> it is. All right, but... Yeah, but moving on, uh, Mario and Rabbids, uh, it's pretty excited for. I still, That's another one I still need to finish up the first one. Like, I didn't get too terribly far in it, but I did enjoy my time with it. So it's another one that I'll need to revisit hopefully before the next one comes out in just like a month or so. And then Rune Factory, I've never played the game, so I don't know a whole lot about the series and maybe I'll give them a shot at some point. I think I was interested at like the fourth one on 3DS or whatever it was, but I never ended up getting it. But it maybe I'll have to look more into it to see if like three and the brand new one would uh, be something for me. Four is on the Switch now, too. You get the upgraded version there. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, I feel like it would be uh, something you would be into, Greg, um, from what I know about it. For sure. Yeah, yeah, from what I remember, like from the old uh, Nintendo Fuse forums and stuff, it did sound like something I was looking Mm -hmm. to get into, but I never made the dive to get it. Yeah. But... Uh, I'm going to go to the chat real quick because I know that there's been conversation around uh, different things. So um, let's see here. Uh, Jakester's excited about Fire Emblem Engage. Um, also really interested in Front Mission. And uh, let's see. Uh, also stoked for Octopath Traveler 2. And uh, the first game apparently is in his top five Switch games ever. So that's really exciting for him to to get a sequel then. Uh, let's jump into this next section um, that, uh, yeah, kind of we could have some little fun discussion around this because we're getting new Nintendo 64 games on the uh, Switch, including Pilot Wings, Mario Party 1, 2, and 3, Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2, 1080 Snowboarding, Excite Bike 64, and then they surprised us with what sounded like Metroid, but then quickly turned into GoldenEye 007. Uh, so I know Greg and I were talking about it. It kind of threw us off at the very beginning when they announced it. But uh, Pilot Wings, Mario Party, and Mario Party 2 are coming this year. And then Mario Party 3, Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2, Tanani Snowboarding, and Excite Bike 64 are all coming in 2023. And uh, GoldenEye is coming sometime. We don't really know, but uh, it's coming sometime, and it does. It will have online play, uh, like the others. So, uh, yeah, Barry, what would you think about these Nintendo sixty four game announcements? Fantastic, uh, fantastic group. I know some people have posted criticism about Pokemon Stadium one and two because it specifically says on the bottom 
that you cannot transfer Pokemon into it, so you have to use the rented Pokemon. Mm. So people are like, oh, does this mean we're going to get the Game Boy and some kind of connectivity? But no, there's not. It's just rented Pokemon. Uh, but the mini games are there too, which is fine. Um, th- I'm wondering if this is why we haven't gotten Mario Party DLC on Switch, because mm. they just said, oh, we'll throw the first three right there on NSO. But uh, no, I think this is a great list. I'm happy to see Goldeneye. I know afterwards Rare tweeted out that it's also going to Xbox, like updated in, in like HD, 4K, all that stuff, with also online and achievements, uh, which tells me Nintendo and Microsoft were doing some talks. There's the only way this happened, because Nintendo still owns the publishing rights. So the only way this is going on to Xbox is they had to come to some deal, and and obviously it's going to NSO, which is great. Everyone everyone wins then, mm-hmm. uh, and it's great to see Nintendo being again open. They did it with Fatal Frame, now they're doing it with Goldeneye. Uh, really nice to see, and I was hoping for more. Like like I'm not trying to be greedy. What I mean, like N64 is great. I mean, I was hoping for maybe another system announcement, but at the same time. I think a lot of people who are like the expansion pass isn't worth it. You know, it's not worth. They're gonna do it just for Goldeneye, like that alone is gonna sell expansion pass users and, and stuff. And I think that's great. And there's a lot of games there. I think a lot of people didn't play Excite Bite 64. Uh, I, I love Pilot Wings as well. Like I'm happy to see that there. And, and of course Mario Party having all three Mario Parties plus the Super Mario Party and Superstar. You know, it, the Switch is just the ultimate party machine. Then <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Greg, what do you think? It was definitely very exciting to what, right when like the golden eye like theme like showed it at, like the <laughs> that um scroll screen right as the Metroid music was ending. That was like so <laughs> incredible. Like I don't think I've yelled quite as loud in such a long time. I was so happy and stoked to see Golden Eye coming back and I immediately texted my brother to like, okay, now you have a reason to get this expansion pack we can play online and can beat him just like I did on the N sixty four in the olden days. So um that's super incredible to see that that's coming back and beyond excited. I've been asking for it. I even sent Nintendo a number of emails over the years, like, Oh, add it to the Wii virtual console, add it to the Wii U virtual console. And like, Nope, Nope. And like, Oh, we're constantly. I know it just took a two, three systems later to finally make it happen. So (laughs) the remake, right? It did, but. I didn't quite guess it didn't really hit my nostalgia itch like the original, like this one does, but it that was like the first game that really got into like the first person shooter games and also the last. So like Halo didn't really do it for me and so, <laughs> What about Perfect Dark? So, At least Perfect Dark should have done it for you. Yeah, Perfect Dark was awesome. I did enjoy that one, the Perfect Dark sixty four, and then they decided basically to move that too. off of Yeah, they basically moved it off of Nintendo platforms, so And then it got really bad. <laughs> I had fun with Zero. Yeah. Did you? Oh, I'm glad someone did. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, was, it was also the last first-person shooter I actually played, like any type of like, <laughs> online or anything. I just had fun with it. Nice. Dark Ops mode, I still stand by that. That was a good mode. <laughs> yeah, the original Pilot Wings, I actually, it's one of the N64 games I haven't played. Um, I'm not really original. too huge into it. Uh, yeah, I think it's like one of the, it was the other launch title alongside Mario 64. Yeah, but it's not the original <clears> Pilot Wings. <laughs> Well, yeah, I was super excited to see Mario Party 1, 2, and 3. Been really looking forward to get, trying to get a physical copy of both 1 and 3 at some point to add to my collection. So it's finally nice to be able to, be able to play them on Switch. Um, Pokemon Stadium, I've never really played the Stadium games yet, so it'll be cool to try those out. Um, didn't really 
like 1080 snowboarding when I had rented it from Blockbuster back in the day, but obviously pretty cool there to, for people to enjoy that. What? Um, oh, wow. Oh, Greg, that's, we're friends. Uh, yeah, 1080 is amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. But uh, definitely excited for Excitebike 64. I did have that one, and that one was tons and tons of fun. I did like the Excite series. Nice. Nice. Uh, go into the chat. Kevin's really excited about Goldeneye as well. This is the reason he might uh, actually get the upgraded expansion pack. I I, <laughs> I love Goldeneye. I played it so much, but I don't know if it's going to hold up over time. Oh, no. It can't <laughs> hold up. Like, so, they, they said they're updated the frame rate, yeah, and that has to happen. Like If you watch the old one, you can't do yeah. that frame rate anymore. It's, no. it's atrocious. Yeah. But I'm excited it's coming. It's fun. Um, and, and I don't know what that means for the future. Like if Nintendo and Microsoft have been talking, like what, what could that mean for the future? Um, so. Well, let's move really on. Cool we got- a remake came to Switch at some point, but we'll see. Yeah, cloud version probably. Uh, <laughs> let's keep moving because we got a lot to discuss today. Um, in addition to all these games, we also got a game called Various Daylife. Uh, and this is an adventure and daily life RPG from Square. And this is the same team that created Octopath and Bravely Default. So uh, fantastic team behind this. And it drops today. Um, we also got Factorio as a management sim to build a new rocket. Um, and this is a top-down uh, kind of game and also dropped today. A game called Ib. Is that what it's called? Is that how you pronounce I it? I think so. Ib. Ib, yeah. It's uh, kind of a creepy game about a young girl visiting an art gallery with her family. And this is actually a remake of a 2D game from 2012, and it's going to drop in spring of 2023. We also got a Mario Strikers update. Uh, Pauline and Diddy Kong are going to be coming to the game as long as, uh, as well as new gear and a new stadium dropping sometime this month if you are still playing that game. Uh, we also got Atelier. Atelier Atelier, uh, Ryza three alchemist of the end of the, and the secret key. I'm going to say that again, because it's a long name that I butchered the first part of it. Atelier, Ryza, or, or sorry, Atelier, Ryza three alchemist of the end and the secret key. <laughs> wow. Uh, come on guys with his names. Uh, That's another RPG. It's going to be dropping on February 24th, 2023. We also got information about two of the next tracks coming to Wave 3 of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Uh, It's going to be dropping this holiday 2022. We're going to get Merry Mountain from Mario Kart Tour and also Peach Gardens from Mario Kart DS. And uh, finally, in this section, we'll uh, also cover that uh, Switch Sports is getting an update. Uh, Golf is finally coming to the game, along with an eight-player survival golf game. uh, that's going to be added to the game. But unfortunately, it's been delayed. Um, You don't have to wait too much longer, though. Holiday 2022 to get golf in Switch Sports. So uh, let's change things up this time. Greg, what do you think about this section of games? This was another of the lower points, like for me, like right after just capping on that high of Goldeneye. But um, yeah, the various day life didn't really seem to have too much interest to me. But obviously, it'd be nice for anyone else that thought it was a lot of fun to them. Um, same thing with the uh, Factorio and Ib. I don't really know a whole lot about like those or anything, and didn't really interest me as much there either. Um, Mario Strikers, like you said, it's. <laughs> I think it's a little bit too late already. Like this should have been in the game when it launched. Um, the Rise of Three that is currently playing is don't really know too much about that one either, and it didn't really look terribly interesting f- 
for me to look into that as much either. And then was pretty happy to see the Mario Kart update. I was like, wait a minute, Wave 2 just dropped. Are they already, already like Shadow Tropic Wave 3 on us? And nope, it's like, oh, at least we have a timeline because the <laughs> previous wave, we had no idea when it was coming. So great to see Mary Mountain to return there. And then, yeah, Switch Sports, I was like, whatever. I, I've already stopped playing. I haven't really been playing since it came out. So golf isn't really going to get me back to playing it again. <laughs> All right. Barry, how about you? Uh, so this this started out okay. A various Day Life is a game I actually looked into afterwards because I love you know Square stuff. I love Bravely and I love uh, Octopath. Uh, apparently this was made for Apple Arcade. Uh, as an exclusive, and now it's being brought to Switch, Steam, and PS4. But it's only digital. Uh, from all the reviews, it's like this is good for like 10, 15 minutes at a time, but it's not a, like not worth spending a good chunk on. And it's like almost 30 bucks. And I was like, that's not what I'm looking for right now, like uh, at all. Like I, I want it to be better. You know, I'd pick it up if it comes physical, but for digital right now, it's great that it's coming and it's just, it's here. It's here today. Um, Factorio and Ib didn't do anything for me. Uh, Mario Strikers, again, I moved on from that. Uh, I was really happy to see Mario Kart uh, DLC actually say Merry Mountain is from Tour because both the other two exclusive brand new courses for Tour aren't labeled as Tour as they <laughs> should be because they come from Tour. They were developed for Tour. Um, so Merry Mountain is great to see. Um, and I read something that supposedly there was a leak they were going to show all eight courses, but one of them was London from Tour, and because of the Queen's death, mm. um, they opted not to. That's a rumor. It's still a leak. We don't know. But but there is courses based on London, so it would, wouldn't surprise me that it is event or would eventually come to Mario Kart 8. Uh, Switch Sports, I never actually opened up to play. Uh, uh, golf is not was never one of my favorite sports and just not one of my favorite sports in general, but I'm happy that's coming. Uh, and I'm really shocked uh, that Greg, what Greg said about Ryza because I have all the Altelier games and there's a bunch of them, but I never played them. I have friends who played them, they said you really should. They're good RPGs. And I have Ryza 1 and 2, and I was like, yeah, whatever. And then Ryza 3 came on, and I was like, this looks fantastic. Mm. Like, oh my God, this looks so good. And my next big game, I'm planning to play is not till September 27th, which is Trails from Zero. So I've got some time between. I'm like, maybe I'm going to try the first game and pop that in and then like play that because if this is as good, maybe I'll, I'll go because it looks fantastic and the first two got great reviews. Um, but yeah, I was, I was pleasantly surprised by that showing. It looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's keep moving on. Uh, we got Miyamoto. Uh, coming on the the screen and gave us an update on uh, Super Mario Movie and the uh, Super Mario or Nintendo Super Nintendo World Amusement Park uh, coming to Universal Studios, and then we uh, then he jumped into showing off Pikmin Bloom, uh, a little advertisement for that game to I guess remind us that it still exists and please don't give up on it. Um, and I really thought it was going to stop there, and I'm like, really? You wasted Miyamoto. Is what you did. You wasted him. Uh, but then, thankfully, he told us about Pikmin 4. Um, unfortunately, we just got a teaser, um, but it does look awesome. It's a perspective shift uh, to where you have the uh, perspective, uh, the size of a, of a Pikmin, so you're down closer to the ground this time. And uh, it's supposed to be easier to play on the Switch. I don't really know what that means, um, but it's going to be coming in 2023. So, Greg, what would you think about uh, these little updates from Miyamoto? 
Yeah, I was definitely happy to see that they had him in another direct, but I was really hoping for more info on like the movie or the theme park uh, stuff, but glad to hear it's going along well. Um, Pikmin Bloom, I still haven't uh, loaded it up, and I don't think it's <laughs> convinced me to do otherwise. Um, really excited about Pikmin 4 after playing through three deluxe on Switch for like at least a f- several times through, like a beaten on like the hardest difficulty even like uh, it's when I replayed. So I'm actually very excited for Pikmin four and can't wait to see more and hear more about it. Nice. Barry, how about you? This is the section that dragged and I watched a lot of like review, <laughs> like, like people reaction to it. And like every time it got to this, it was just like, Oh my God, Miyamoto, we don't care about Pikmin bloom. Try, stop. Try like you're hard selling it at this point. Yeah. We don't care. We didn't care last year. We don't care this year. Stop. And I have friends who play Pikmin Bloom and they love it, but it, it was just funny how like you have this momentum and then you just like literally hit the brakes at this point. <laughs> uh, and and if that Pikmin Four follow up wasn't there, that would have been a complete waste. Um, I I was really also hoping for one and two to come over, like mm-hmm. do a two pack. Like four is coming next year, but in the meantime, here's one yeah. and two for this hollow. Uh, that would have been great. Uh, as for the Mario movie, everyone wants to see footage and hear Chris Pratt do Mario's voice. And they they know that, so they're just not not revealing it still. Uh, and then of course the Super Nintendo World. I'm happy to hear. I'm waiting for Orlando's to open up because that would be the one I would most likely go to. Nice, nice. Uh, Jakester is really excited about Pikmin Four as well, and uh, thinks might play uh, Wii Sports Golf. Um, actually, his old disc working. <laughs> just because as he's waiting on switch sports i guess um let's move on this uh next section included just dance 2023 which has been showed off quite a bit over the last uh couple weeks um it's gonna include online play new menu new art now an ongoing platform with annual music packs and it's gonna be dropping on november 22nd i've actually got a big uh, article on uh, nintendofuse.com if you want to know more about just dance 2023 um harvestella was shown off uh and that's a uh Life Simulation RPG. Um, there's actually a demo um, that's going to be uh, dropping today, and it is Barry's favorite. Of course, all of our favorites, but... Um, I was say, it's uh, not just me. Yeah, all of us like this. Um, Barry really likes it. He talks about it a lot, but um, which is it, for good reason that he talks about it a lot, because this is how you should do a demo. Uh, all the save data is going to transfer into the final game, and you can get that on November 4th. Bayonetta 3 was shown off after not seeing it forever. Now we're seeing it quite a bit. Uh, this time we're going to be fighting to protect the entire world um, from man-made bioweapons. And uh, I got a couple extra or a couple uh, previous characters joining, and that's going to be dropping on October 28th. And they also dropped a big uh, trailer with more information about the game uh, after the direct. Uh, we also got Master Detective Archives Rain Code. This is a detective mystery kind of adventure, and that's going to be dropping on twenty in twenty twenty three at some point. And then we got we went from uh, you know something that Barry loves to something Barry hates: cloud versions, because we all hate them as well. We all love the the correct way to do demos, and we all hate the cloud versions. But Resident Evil is coming to the Switch. Uh, Village is coming on October 28th. And there's a demo available today if you want to test out your uh, internet connection, if you can get it. Um, the Winter's Expansion is going to be available on December 2nd. And then what Resident Evil Biohazard 2 and 3 are also going to be coming via cloud uh, later this year. So, Greg, what do you think of this section of games? Um, mostly it wasn't for me uh like harvestella didn't really do 
much for me. Same with uh, Just Dance. I haven't really played the Just Dance since Wii, so still not going to be rejoining that. I know Barry likes his uh, Wii U and Wii versions that come out years down the line after the system's ended. <laughs> um, Bayonetta 3, I still need to check out the first two. I mean, I've just been a series that's been on like my radar, but I haven't really put much time and effort into looking at actually playing the series. So um, that is one I might potentially pick up, but I really need to check out one and two, and I know those are already out on Switch, and I don't really have a reason for not playing them. So I hope to add that to my list in the near future. Um, the Master Detective game, probably not terribly interested in that one either. Um, Resident Evil, I haven't really played too many games in the series, just Revelations on 3DS and really didn't do a whole lot for me, so I'm not really into the series as much. So it's definitely a pass, to sp- and thankfully, because they're also just cloud versions and not games you can actually just keep on your console. <laughs> yeah. Barry, what'd you think about all these? Uh, this section started off, you know, <laughs> meh with Just Dance. Um, I under, Again, I understand why it's there, so it didn't, like, like bother me. Um, I What bothers me is that this year, there's no actual physical version. It's just a code in box across the... It's not just Switch, like mm-hmm. even PlayStation. Yep. Uh, it's a code in box. That bothers me. Uh, and Just Dance, is, that's one of those series that I, you know, I buy because of my collection. But I have another reason to buy it now, because my wife loves it. My wife has been getting into it and been playing the Just Dance and going through the lineup. So I really, you know, that's an extra bonus for me. But now it's like I showed her, I'm like, well, I'm getting 2023, but it's just a code. <laughs> it's like, oh, it sucks. Uh, Harvestella, absolutely sold on. Um, I have not played the demo and I'm not planning to play the demo yet because it comes out in November. And I know if I play the demo now, I'm going to probably finish it within a day or two. And then I'm going to have to wait. And by the time November comes, I'll have forgotten everything. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably play it like a, a day or two before it actually comes out, which is what I did for like Live Alive. Um, this way I'm prepared and, and have a little head start. Um, but, but yes, absolutely super excited for that. Bandana 3, same thing. I watched the extra footage. Uh, looks great. Uh, really excited for Bayonetta 3. Uh, Master Detective Archives Raincode came out of nowhere because I didn't heard about it. And I absolutely must get this game. I love Dankenrampa. Mm. uh it is an awesome series and this looks just like more of that uh i love the the idea of like the murder mystery and finding the clues and trying to prove the innocence um and it's always something that you least expect just like it is in duncan rampa uh so yes absolutely hands down uh very excited for that one as for resident evil haven't been big into resident evil for a while um i understand village being a cloud version because the switch just can't handle it it's like games like Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 that, that I don't understand because I know the Switch can handle it. Yeah. That's where it really bothers me. Um, I'm happy we're finally getting 7 Cloud. I mean, Japan had it forever. And 2 and 3, why not? It's it's like the Oprah thing again. You get a Cloud version <laughs> and you get a Cloud version. So why not? Yep. Yep. Uh, we're going to move through these last couple sections pretty quick because we got a lot of more to talk about. Um, but Sifu is coming out. It's a Kung Fu brawl action game coming out in November of this year. Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion is a uh, prequel to the Final Fantasy game. Uh, seven game December 13th is when that's dropping. Radiant Silver Gun is an arcade shmup dropping today. 
Endless Dungeon is a roguelike, which we all love, um, coming out in 2023. Tales of Symphonia Remastered is coming out in 20, early 2023. Life is Strange Arcadia Bay Collection comes out on September 27th, so just a couple weeks. And also Romancing Saga Minstrel Song Remastered drops on December 1st. Uh, Greg, how about you on these? Well, I can just keep it pretty quick. Uh, most of these didn't really do much for me. And I think on our last podcast, I said it was already sold on the Life is Strange collection. And we even revealed that it was coming out uh, later this month. So that's definitely the winner for me. And definitely can't wait to play that later. Nice. Barry, how about you? Uh, happy to see Sifu come to Switch. I've heard good things. Uh, Crisis Core is the best of the Final Fantasy VII billion games that came out. <laughs> uh, so I'm happy to see that being re, uh, remade. Radiant Silver Gun is one of the best shmups you know, of all time. Uh, it's up there uh, for most lists and never actually came to America physically on the Saturn. Um, but I think, believe it did get a release on XBLA. Uh, much later on. So I'm happy to see that on Switch, hoping for a physical. Uh, Endless Dungeon did nothing for me. Uh, Super happy to see Tales of Symphonia. Uh, Really shocked that they didn't include Dawn of the New World as well, um, because it's only, you know, half the remastered package. It's just weird. Uh, Life is Strange, we've we've had a Life is Strange podcast pretty much already. (laughs) You know my feelings, it's amazing, and definitely play it. Uh, And Romancing Saga, you know, Square's really just pushing Saga right now. I didn't even realize this was coming out another update or another remaster to a saga game, but I'm all for it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think the interesting thing I, I had not heard of, uh, the Sifu game before, but, uh, to fight to like, as you, as you die, you get older and weaker. And like, that's just such an interesting, uh, concept <laughs> for the game for sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's, let's just jump ahead. And, uh, this next section of games, we've got, Lego Brick Tales that's coming out uh, on February, or sorry, not February, fall. I can't read. Fall 2022. Um, so this fall, and um, yeah, looks like just another Lego adventure. Um, looks cool, though. Um, Disney Speedstorm was announced the other day. Uh, we'll talk about that in just a little bit in our Disney um, showdown or uh, showcase as well. But that's a Disney Kart Racer coming in 2022 at some point. Uh, fall Guys Season 2 drops on September 15th. So uh, we're recording this on September 13th. It's just in two days you can get season two of fall guys and then we got uh a kind of a surprise announcement that uh kirby's return to dreamland deluxe is going to be coming to switch on february 24th 2023 with uh up to four players that you can play as different characters or all as kirby um this is part of the kirby's 30th anniversary collection um so or not collection but anniversary thing that they're doing to honor kirby i guess so uh yeah, Barry, what do you think about these these four games? I mean, I have no interest in Lego, but I did hear that Brick Tales is pretty good. Uh, Speedstorm, eh, we'll talk about it a little bit, but it's a uh, it's free-to-play game loft game, so probably not going to be good. Uh, Fall Guys, I had fun with it. I'm probably not going to check out Season 2, but I know there's a big following. And, you know, I definitely didn't have an, another Wii remake. You know, I had a GameCube remake and now a Wii remake uh here or at least a port uh definitely not what i was expecting uh and so so i'm happy uh i i think return to dreamland was often forgotten about on the week it came really late in the life cycle um so I'm, I'm glad to see more people now getting to play it and i'm shocked there was no game and watch right we, why don't we get a kirby game and watch like <laughs> mario and zelda you could put game boy games and, and kirby's adventure on there and be fun totally yep yep 
Greg, what do you think? Yeah, it was mostly some stuff that wasn't really going to be ter- like super interested in. I mean, Fall Guys Season 2 I might end up getting. I don't know if is they you should count that as a separate app, or is it just like a changeover just at some update. point, like the one that we just have? Just an update. Okay. Yeah, just like Fortnite and Rocket League and all the other games. Oh, well, yeah. Like, like updates well, yeah, I've seen like... I've seen Fortnite stuff. I just didn't know if like it's actually like a separate app, like for separate seasons with different oh, content no. and all that other stuff. So yeah, just a big update sure. of the game. So that's that part is kind of exciting, and um, Kirby will probably be looking to check out as well because I have been getting more up to speed on my Kirby games. But the Disney's Speedstorm, I know we'll be talking about later, and then the Lego Brick Tales. I'm not really like huge into Legos, but did really look really a lot of fun and. It's nice to see that they're actually doing like a Minecraft version of like with like Lego pieces. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. At this point, you know, there's been some some exciting things and some not so exciting things. But uh, and I thought they were going to be done right here at the at this point in the uh, the direct. And uh, then then they dropped this final final trailer for us. And uh this final trailer showed off uh, some hieroglyphics kind of stuff at the very beginning. And as soon as I saw it, I knew it was Zelda. And uh, as far as I, I'm pretty sure these guys thought the same thing. And then we get the title. It is no longer The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. It is now The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. And uh, Zelda, or, or not Zelda, <laughs> I made the mistake that everybody does. Link jumps out of the sky. He's riding and floating all these things in the sky. So definitely uh, bringing in the sky world, sky loft. I don't know, all this different stuff. We didn't really see a whole lot. Still very, very uh, cryptic kind of a trailer. But it's going to be dropping on May 12th of 2023. So we finally have a date. Uh, Barry, what would you think of Tears of the Kingdom? I think we're not talking about the most important thing here and the most important thing is that may of next year is the Mm. is the launch of the switch (laughs) 2 that is the launch of the switch 2 okay they just told us or or switch pro they might do it might be a stupid pro but that's the launch so you heard it may of next year it's going to launch alongside this game it you know this is going to be on the regular switch but it's going to play better on the new one. Um, I think this looks fantastic. Uh, I know it's short. I wish it was a little longer, but I'm, I'm satisfied. It's one of those games where I want to see everything, but I also want to see nothing at the same time because I'm already sold. Once <laughs> yeah. I'm sold on a game, I don't need to see more. Just let me, let me be radio silent until I see the game and then I can play it and go in blind. Um, because that's what trailers are supposed to do, right? They're supposed to sell you on the game. So the game's already sold. I think we're all agreement. I think most Nintendo fans are in agreement. The game's already sold. We know the title. We know the date. We don't need to see any more. Just, just give it to us. Just give it the IV and just start pumping it right into our veins right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Greg, what'd you think of this? Definitely very incredible. As soon as I saw the hieroglyphics, I was like, oh, this is Zelda. And like, about time. Let's see some more stuff. And then it was just kind of like a more laid back, almost like a title screen type trailer of the game. So, um, Definitely very excited. As Barry said, I'm already sold, so I really do what wish to know more, but also not at the same time as well. So like I hope I don't know if I would watch a focus direct on the game exclusively, but could just wind more going into it blind. But I'm definitely been very excited for this game and can't wait till 
May of next year. Um, I know we were hoping it'd be holiday this year, but obviously they had some more other development setbacks and stuff and pushed it back. So definitely very excited to play the sequel. And I do remember there was like a little tidbit that they didn't reveal the title yet because it was more supposed to be a, could be a spoiler for the game. And I really am with everybody else. Like what the heck is a spoiler supposed to mean? I mean, it's like, you can't really know anything. Yeah. About the tiers. I mean, I know it looks like he had, I mean, I guess he has that tier ability, like how he kind of like falls from like the sky world down to the ground, but they've already shown that part of the gameplay footage. So it's like, it's don't really, uh, there's already been a lot of tears dropped for that kingdom, uh, through all the turmoil that I've been through. So, I don't know. Exactly. But, uh, but yeah, Barry, I, I agree that, that they've dropped uh, consoles before in May. So that wouldn't... wouldn't uh, It'll be over six years at that me. point. Yep. So why not? It's the yeah. perfect time. We, so, we've said Switch Pro since like 2020, 2021, 2022. This will be sure. into 2023. Well, and hopefully they those those games that are uh, announced at some time in 2023 do are backward compatible because if not, um, they're yeah. they're not going to get the push that uh, they need for sure. <laughs> oh, it's going to be backwards compatible. There's yeah. no way in hell. Oh yeah, it, it better be. Like it, it has to be at this point. Just reiterations of uh, just keep moving it forward a bit. Always make it backwards compatible. That'd be a no brainer. Well, let's move on. Uh, we got a. Uh, Got a lot to talk about in a very short amount of time. So um, let's move over to another event that happened. And that was the D23 Disney and Marvel Games Showcase. The first time this has happened. Uh, Greg, tell us about what was shown off at the D23 Disney and Marvel Games Showcase. Sure. So I'm sure you'll be opening up the tab that we'll be reading here. So pretty much they were showing the Skydance and New Media's new game with Marvel and Captain America and Black Panther story is set in World War II. So it's just another like a narrative-driven kind of adventure game with Marvel Entertainment. Um, there's Marvel's Midnight Suns gets a new release date, and the Switch version is obviously to be determined. So who knows when that'll be? Then there's uh, Tron Identify has a new visual novel game that was announced with like Bitshell Games. So that will be on consoles in 2023. One of the ones I'm more excited about is like a new co-op Mickey game with Mickey and friends, the illusion Island, and it's an exclusive to the Nintendo switch. So like, it sounds like a n- nice little platforming game with the um, main characters of Disney and probably playing that with my daughter, uh, Marvel world of heroes, a new Marvel AR game has been announced by the, um, Niantic from who also do Pokemon go. So it's a new AR game that will be on mobile devices in 2023. Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, there's a quick gameplay overview, and it was just kind of short and sweet there. Um, then there's Marvel Snap, an upcoming free-to-play collectible card game. So if you like uh, card games there, it will be on mobile and PC on October 18th, 2022. Then we also have a Return to Monkey Island. It has a brand-new trailer, and you can also talk like a Pirate Day <laughs> kind of thing that has like a launch date on it. So that is set to launch later this week on September 19th. And there's Aliens Dark Descent, the first gameplay trailer. It was um, first announced at the Summer Game Fest that we've covered on a previous podcast. And pretty much the game will arrive on PC and consoles in 2023. Gargoyles Remastered will bring like the classic 90s platformers to modern consoles and PC. So I guess Gargoyles was a game that was on like the Sega Genesis in 95. And then um, pretty much will be 
remastered to come out later. There was no date or anything listed for it. Then there's the Disney Daylight Valley to add a new Toy Story realm later this year. So um, you could roam in your favorite uh, land sets from the Toy Story series. And there's an early access thing and whatnot that you can do that will bring bring in with Woody, Buzz Lightyear, and new quests and other things to do there. The mobile MMORPG shooter uh, Avatar Reckoning gets another first look trailer. So... Um, it'll be, you can expo- customize your own avatar and ex- explore Pandora through multiple game modes. And there's a Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga gets a new Galactic Edition and characters. So pretty much if you're excited to get the new edition, it'll arrive on November 1st. There's the Disney Speedstorm that was also shown in the Nintendo Direct that we just covered. So just like a kart racer. Um, pretty much not really a whole lot of other information, just the whole Monsters, Inc. characters like Sully and Mike Wazowski. And Randall, some of the main characters there. There's also Disney's Mirror versus Halloween season will bring spooky fun on mobile devices. So another free-to-play RPG game that's going to be on mobile is right here with the Disney Mirrorverse. There's Marvel Strike Force to add like the Red Hulk. So those just um, Red Hulk will be added on September 13th uh, today, actually, and you can recruit the brawler. And the newest Horsemen of War, and that was pretty much it there for uh, Disney. I don't know what you guys thought about it, but my main takeaway, like I was saying, was that uh, dis- the Mickey platformer co-op game that looked like a lot of fun. That looked like a lot of the car- classic cartoon style. Yeah, yeah. I um, I'll just run through my thoughts real quick. Um, I thought Tron Identity looked interesting. Um, they just showed up that trailer, um, the teaser. Um, but it's interesting to hear that it's a um, a visual novel. I didn't expect that sort of a thing from <laughs> the Tron, but um, cool. I, I'm sure, but that's not what I'm into. So I went from being excited to not so excited <laughs> about Tron. Um, uh, Midnight Suns uh, looks interesting, but um, the more they show about it, the less I'm actually interested in it because it's not my style of game. Um, for those that like that genre, I'm sure it's going to be awesome, but a card-based kind of tactics and it, it's cool that every choice matters. So that's kind of cool, but uh, who knows if it's going to be on Switch anymore. Um Lego Star Wars uh, Skywalker Saga. That's cool that more characters are coming, but I've already got everybody that I want except for a playable baby Yoda <clears throat> Disney. Um, that's what I want. Uh, I also uh, Return to Monkey Island, not for me, but cool that it's, that it's coming back for, for those fans. Uh, Disney classic Scargoyles was a meh for me. Mirrorverse only on mobile, so that doesn't matter. Speedstorm looks good, but uh, to hear that it's a game loft uh, game now that I'm not so excited about it anymore, unfortunately. Um, Dream Dreamlight Valley um, also looks a little interesting, but it also seems like an older game. Uh, the animations look a little janky. And then uh, Captain America Black Panther game looks really interesting, but we don't know anything about it right now. Um, like what consoles it's going to even be on on probably not switch but i'm still excited about it right now so barry what'd you think i thought they showed off way too many mobile games like i feel like half the announcements were mobile games and i'm like disney (laughs) this is not what you should be doing um you know speedstorm could be good since it's game off they'll probably be free to play so you could try it out and get riddled with microtransactions but you're welcome to try it um i agree the captain america uh, Black Panther game does look interesting, at least in premise. I have to see it. Uh, Midnight Suns, I don't know if I'll actually play it, 
but I do want to watch the animated shorts because they showed off that that trailer with the animation. I'm like, this is very reminiscent of the the 90s X-Men opening. And I'm like, I could get behind this. If this was a show, I like this style. Let's see it happen. Um, the the Mickey Mouse game looks like a lot of fun. It looks mm-hmm. like Rayman Legends, which I'm, I'm all for. So hopefully it plays really well. And... Uh, you know, Monkey Island is cool to see. I'm, I was hoping for a physical, but it, it's it's almost like forgetful. Like, oh yeah, that was LucasArts. They do mm-hmm. own that. Uh, Tron could be fun. Uh, I like visual novels, but it really depends. But I feel like they threw this together without a lot to show. And it was like, here's this, check out this awesome trailer. And it's like two seconds of a logo. Wasn't that amazing? And I'm like, no. Yeah. What did you show me? Well, it's, it's clear that Disney doesn't know how to do games. They've they've started oh, yeah. studios and closed them down and started studios and closed them down so many times. Like they're, they're doing a showcase during D23. It's a great idea. But yeah, I think they threw it together. Um, yeah, I don't know. But I'm going to agree with you guys like that. The Illusion Island is the thing that stood out to me for sure from this whole thing. That's the, that's the thing that I'm most excited that I know what I'm getting that I'm yeah. that I'm excited about. And it's Twitch exclusive, which is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's move on to uh, Ubisoft. Ubisoft had a Ubisoft forward event and uh, there's several different things shown off. But we're going to I'm going to just hit the, the highlights for the Nintendo Switch. Um, Simon Belmont is coming to Brawlhalla. Um, so if you're a Brawlhalla fan, uh, Simon Belmont's coming to Brawlhalla. Also, uh, everybody's going to be, well. what's that? Alucard is as well, I believe. Oh, okay. Good to know. Um, everyone is going to be getting a free month of Ubisoft plus. So that's cool, I guess. Um, and then Mario plus Rabbids was the big thing they, uh, they showed off. Um, and, uh, I'm actually going to be getting, um, some more time with that, uh, pretty soon. Um, but, uh, first look at, uh, one of the quests. Um, there's a lot more RPG elements this time, especially with the sparks. Uh, and then new gameplay elements seem to make, uh, it for a lot more people like me who didn't really like the genre and this kind of a game in the past, but I think this, this sparks of hope is kind of crossing a little bit more and it's, 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 it's pulling me in. So I will say that. And, uh, it's not like that grid based thing that I really hate. It's they're, they're expanding on that and you can move around a lot more. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. And, uh, there's three DLC packs coming, including Raymond is coming to the game in uh, the third DLC pack. And then uh, the only other thing for Switch that we got was Just Dance 2023, which we, which we have talked about already uh, in the Nintendo Direct. So, uh, Barry, what did you think about Ubisoft Forward? I I'm, I think Ubisoft in, is in the same vein as Disney, and they just don't know how to put on a good presentation because their E3 presentations were always the weakest, in my opinion, uh, the 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 high, they had a few highlights from time to time. Like Mario and Rabbids was a highlight when they first showed that off, and Starlink, uh, the Star Fox trailer was a huge highlight with Miyamoto there. But like Ubisoft forwards, just they haven't been that great, and I think that's just because a lot of Ubisoft games I just don't care about. Like I don't care about Rainbow Six or Tom Clancy or anything, and even Assassin's Creed. They did like a whole Assassin's Creed thing where they announced like a hundred games or whatever. I'm like, what? Uh, so I have no idea how many of those will eventually come to a Nintendo platform. I'm sure eventually one or two of them will. But uh, yeah, I thought this was a pretty weak showing overall. Uh, and, and not much. For, if you were just a Nintendo gamer, really not that much. Yeah. It just sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I watched it later and I was just like skipping through most of it. I'm like, oh, is this for Switch? No. Oh, more Tom Clancy. Oh, Assassin's Creed looks cool, but 
is mostly just kind of skipping through and trying to find the next Switch thing. Greg, what did you think about Ubisoft event? Yeah, I haven't really been into Ubisoft games in general. I mean, I did try Assassin's Creed on Wii U, and I didn't really end up getting into it. So um, I had thought there would be a series that I could get into and enjoy, but it wasn't something I like playing. So pretty much since it's like not really a lot of Nintendo-based games, I didn't even watch the presentation, and pretty much Sparks of Hope is pretty much, I can already tell, is pretty much the only game they'll be getting off of the list. So that's pretty much sums it up as I've already said that in the Nintendo Direct. Yep. Well, let's move on. Another company had their uh, their showcase. East AsiaSoft had their fall 2022 showcase. Barry, tell us about that one. Yeah, so they uh, East AsiaSoft does their periodic showcases where they show off games that are coming out relatively quickly, uh, which, which I always appreciate. Uh, so they showed off 13 games, most of which were on Switch. Not all of them, unfortunately. Uh, they showed off uh, Wind of Shuriken. It's like a, like a ninja stealth uh, action game that's coming to the Switch on September 8th. Uh, Head Up is coming in fall 2022. Uh, Otaku Cross Pretty Boys Mahjong Solitaire, or yeah, Solitaire, which is uh, another one of those games. And again, these aren't, these aren't women. These are all boys. Uh, that's coming on September 22nd. Uh, for the Switch. Freezer Pops, they showed off on September 30th. Unfortunately, he's missing the Switch. Super Chicken Jumper, where you play like the spy chicken and it looks crazy, is coming fall 2022 for the Switch. Maggie the Magnet uh, is heading to the Switch this month. Uh, looks really cool. It's like a, it's like a kind of like a physics platformer where you don't actually jump and it's all polarity. All you could do is, is you know, twitch your magnet polarity to kind of um, tackle the objectives in front of you. Uh, rule number one, which I'm not a big first-person shooter guy, but looked pretty cool. Um, that one is uh, coming uh, on fall 2022. Until the last plane will be hitting also in fall. Super Wooden GP, it's like a top-down racing game, is coming this fall. 41 Hours. Uh, this is one that I wish was coming to the Switch, uh, but that one's coming fall as well to other platforms. But we're getting Pretty Girls Escape which is another one of the Pretty Girl series of, of uh, card-based games and mini-games that's coming this fall. And Finding the Soul Orb is another game that looks, in my opinion, fantastic, but unfortunately missing the Switch. And finally, Bot Gaiden is coming soon to the Switch, which is like Mega Man meets Ninja Gaiden in an action uh, platformer where speed is the key, trying to, trying to uh, get to the end of each uh, level as fast as possible while doing some, you know, really cool uh, ninja moves and, you know, you get rewarded by performing properly. So I don't know what you guys thought of this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I'll just quickly run through Wind of Shuriken um, is, is one that did stand out to me. Um, looks like an old school kind of mobile game though. Um, so I'm not sure if I'll fully get into it, but it looked, it looked interesting and I'm glad that they are, exploring different genres because a lot of times um east asia soft has kind of found itself in this this niche that um i'd like to see when they when they do um experiment out and this is one of those um hat up is this precision precision platformer like meat boy but not doesn't seem as good so i'm gonna skip that one um autoco autoco cross um no thanks um 
<laughs> uh, super chicken jumper. Um, definitely looks like a, mo- a mobile game, uh, just slightly above like Flappy Bird. So I'm not. Gonna, I'm gonna skip out on that one. Maggie and Maggot looks looks interesting, but uh, not interesting enough. Rule number one, um, remind me of like Doom or those, those kind of FPS games, like old school, but it's a roguelike, so uh, no thanks. Um, Until the Last Plane, again, looks like a mobile game that I probably would enjoy if I played it on my like, iPad or something with touch control, but that's about it. Uh, Super Wooden or Woden GP um, looks good, but... Um, yeah, I, I'm not no longer a fan of those those top ba- those top base like isometric racers anymore. Um, at one point I was, but not so much anymore. Um, 41 hours looks great, but it's not on Switch. Pretty Girls Escape, no thanks. And Finding the Suit, the uh, Soul Orb, also looks great, but not on Switch. The only one that I'm like the only Switch game that I'm walking away from this one is Bot Gaiden because it looks cool, it looks colorful, it looks like 16-bit graphics, but like like put up to like you know maybe 2022 like level and uh this is probably the only one that i might get so yeah greg what'd you think um pretty much just like head up and maggie the magnet were the main two that stuck out to me um but if it's head up is more precision based then it might not be completely up my alley but it might be something i might just try to see how precision based it is because some of that stuff can get very frustratingly difficult. Like I've seen people make precision levels in Mario Maker and like that I watch on other streamers play, and that's kind of looks like it could be incredibly frustrating. So um possibly a pass on that. Um then in terms of like the Maggie the Magnet, I do kind of like those types of like unique puzzle games. So I might be more looking into that one, but the rest of them are likely a pass for me as well. Uh Barry, any other Final thoughts before we move on to the next one? Uh, I think for me, the standout one was Botgaden. Uh, I love Mega Man and Contra and, and Ninja Gaiden style. So for me, that one just looks like a lot of fun. And uh, Maggie the Magnet could be could be fun if you like those type of platformers. And again, there were some of those that look, look really great that aren't coming to Switch. So I really hope they find their way. And again, I'm not even a first-person shooter guy, but they just look really good. Like, well, bring these ones over. Bring these to Switch because they look really good. Just a lot of fun. Yep, absolutely. Well, this last uh, section uh, that we're going to be talking about is from NIS America. They had their showcase in 2022. Um, and, uh, yeah, they, they shut off several different games and I'm just realizing at this moment that I, uh, that I forgot to, uh, jot down any of the release dates. I, I put my thoughts on there, but, uh, I forgot the, to mark the release dates down. So we're just gonna have to go through the website and, uh, forgive me for, um, for doing that, for just reading it. But, um, NIS America, did their, their showcase and we saw Grim Grimore once more uh which is launching on in spring 2023 uh, and that's also going to have a limited edition uh, as well monster menu is launching in september 2023 and uh, also has a special limited edition uh process of elimination is also coming spring 2023 uh maybe there's a reason why i didn't marking these down they're all coming out in the spring uh <laughs> void terrarium is coming out guess what spring 2023 uh, Raiden 4 uh, Cross Mikado Remix is January 31st, 2023. Uh, and then also a special edition with that one. 
And uh, I think that's it. Like, I, I feel like yeah. I saw more, um, but apparently yeah. not. Um, I, I remember seeing uh, the the Prinny Presents. They showed off that one, I think, as well. And they also showed off Vo- uh, Legend of Heroes um, yeah. and uh, Yomawari. Um, but for whatever reason, that's not on the, the NIS were, America website. So There weren't new announcements. There were announcements uh, for, uh, for other games. But yeah, they did show off those upcoming ones or ones that just came out. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, yeah, I think uh, before I pass it on to you, I'll share my quick thoughts. Um, I thought the first three games looked a lot alike each other. Um, It was sometimes hard to know, oh, they're in a new game. If if I wasn't looking at the bottom, you know, corner of the screen that showed the new uh, name of the game. Um, But uh, Yomawari looks creepy, but interesting. Um, Prinny Presents, no thanks. Legend of Heroes, no thanks. Void Terrarium seems pretty deep for a side-scrolling adventure. Um, graphics are really cool as well. Um, never played the first one, um, so I don't know what I'm getting into, but it that it sounded pretty cool. Um, process of Elimination, um, I just thought it was so strange that we've not had a game called that before, or maybe we have, it's just not gotten popular. <laughs> um, but it's this detective game told through a nar- narrator. Um, uh, so it, it's, yeah, kind of... That's what, or sorry, my notes. Um, it's a detective game, but the narrator told me that. The 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 trailer itself told me nothing about the game. Um, but I finally found out that, oh, apparently it's a detective, detective game. Uh, Monster Menu seems as like this d- dungeon survival RPG. Not really into that. Into that. And uh, Raiden as a shmup looks similar to, an ar- uh, to Arcade, but updated. So um, I don't think I, I, I need to play it to to see if I like it or not. Um, but it's also not on switch. So, um, there you go. Well, the remix isn't on switch, but the, uh, the Raiden four okay. is on it. Nice. Just the remix version isn't. And, uh, grim, grim more once more again, I know nothing from the trailer that they showed off. Um, but the narrator again helps and says it's about a girl that's trying to become a mage. Um, I still don't know what the game is about though. And so I think it's a side scroller. Um, maybe a remake of another game. Um, but, uh, the trailers didn't not do anything for me. Um, that's the big thing about the NIS America showcase is I knew nothing walking out of that game going, that game kind of looks cool, but I have no idea what it's about. So that's my thoughts. <laughs> Barry, what do you think? <laughs> the fact that you said not interested in legend of heroes makes me want to like, just find a frying pan and just come over and like smack <laughs> you. Like what's wrong with you? Um, that, that obviously was my game of the show because I'm already <laughs> sold on it. But, um, yeah, like Grim Grimoire was actually a PlayStation two release. Yeah. So what NIS is doing is they're, they're really diving into, because they're already a niche company and a lot of people didn't get to play their games or they no longer have like those systems. They're bringing a lot of them back, which what the printy presents is they're, they're bringing back and there's three volumes already on the switch where each volume is two of their previous games together, which is great because it lets people who've never heard of the company or never heard of these games get a really good bargain on some classic jrpgs because they are jrpgs um the monster menu looks interesting uh process of elimination was also pretty exciting to me like i i love detective stuff i love mysteries um so those ones are the biggest ones and again i was shocked that raiden the remix didn't get on switch because the regular version is so I was like, wait, why is this not on Switch? This doesn't make sense to me. But mm. um, still, I'm happy to see NIS and, and any of these Japanese companies doing well because I always prefer Japanese games to Western games. Uh, and they felt, hey, we have enough to, to at least do a small showcase, which is cool. Like, hey, out of nowhere, let's let's do it. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I thought it was, uh, yeah, it's very, very, ab- absolutely, this was a, a Japanese genre kind of uh, heavy <laughs> showcase for sure. Um, Greg, what did you think about all this? Um, I actually completely missed the showcase, so without any like video footage, I can't really apply too many You wouldn't opinion. have known anything about it even if you watched it. <laughs> I'm telling you, these trailers were That's awful. What it like. <laughs> Like it showed off characters just moving in and, and they were, they were pretty to look at, but it told me nothing about the game. (laughs) So that's pretty much sums about it up then, right? (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Unless unless you actively follow some of the previous versions of the game or whatever, or play them on older consoles and you would understand, but yep. Yep. Yeah. So I can't really offer too much input. I mean, there probably are some that I might end up picking up, but some, like, I think NIS with me is usually kind of like hit or miss. Like it's some look really cool and others are like, nah, it's not for me. So I'm, I'm really sure surprised probably... Greg, you haven't picked up this guy yet being a, such a fire emblem fan. Hmm. I, pr- I really should have played it at the switch event back in 2017. So if they have like a switch pro event in 2023, <laughs> Then uh-huh. and they show like this guy of six and stuff. Then I'm like, all right, let's go. Six ready out. Yeah, seven is Zelda instead at that point. Or whatever. I I, yeah. I <laughs> wasn't sure. I didn't follow the series, and you just said <laughs> that was the one that first came to my head at least. So yeah. glad I'm making you laugh, Roth. He's laughing at me in the, <laughs> in the chat. Uh, let's jump into a couple of quick headlines before we uh, wrap up for today. And uh, Barry, kick us off about uh, another event that's coming up. Yeah, so if all these showcases weren't enough, there's one more coming up uh, that's at least been announced. Uh, Day of the Devs is put on by Double Fine and I'm 8-Bit, and they usually happen during E3, um, usually right after the uh, the opening broadcast or, or summer game fest, as we've been doing it now. But they have a second presentation coming out in November, and this one is not only going to be a digital showcase, but it's actually going to be an in-person celebration which is really cool to see, you know, with E3 being canceled this year to, to have another in-person, um, you know, showcase happening. So if you're actually a game developer, you could actually still submit. Um, they, oh, they closed today. So you better, you better submit right now. <laughs> but uh, the showcase will be uh, this November. So look forward to it. Then I have a pair of Splatoon announcements here. So Splatoon 3 has surpassed 3.45 million units in the first three days that it's been out. So that's the highest um, domestic sales. So that means just for Japan only within that kind of time frame. So that includes both like the physical and the digital version of the game. So they shared a, a formal announcements like celebrating that. So congratulations to Splatoon 3. That's great to see a new IP staying along pretty strong. And also in regards to that, um, it's Splatoon 3 has also taken the crown for Japan's fastest selling video game of all time. So again, exclusive to the Japan reason, uh, region, um, pretty much that 3.45 million copies is the fastest selling game ever to release in Japan. So that's surpassed any other previous game. I believe the let the previous one might've been uh new horizons at 2.68. So that's really, again, really great to see for um, Splatoon 3 to be so um, very well over in Japan. 
Nice. And uh, if you have not picked up a Switch yet, but or or maybe you have and you want to collect them all, um, you can collect them all, just like Pokemon, because there's a Pokemon Scarlet and Violet Special Edition Nintendo Switch OLED model that's going to be dropping on November 4th. And uh, yeah, you can see the images on the screen. If you are following us on Twitter, you can also check them out there. Um, but it features a, uh, a Scarlet and a Violet Joy-Con. Go figure. Um, and uh, the legendaries are on there. And uh, yeah, it looks it looks pretty cool. Um, I'm going to stick with my uh, original Switch Lite that I got uh, that's Pokemon themed. But uh, but yeah, if you're trying to collect them all or just at least all the Joy-Con like Hussin is, um, then you can uh, you can get your uh scarlet and violet uh pokemon oled uh so yeah let us know if you're excited about any of these stories uh in the comments or the chat um greg what do you think about uh just quick thoughts about any of these stories um obviously i was kind of saying at least for splatoon 3 that's great that it's doing so well and i'm hoping to pick up the game shortly to participate in the splatfest and other stuff like that but um yeah the that Switch OLED model looks pretty good, but with uh, Barry's prediction for May next year, I probably I will have to hold off on that. Um, and then pretty much like the game of the dev- game of the dev, so that's will be a great show, and hopefully we'll get some more information on some upcoming games for next year. Absolutely, Barry, any thoughts? Um, yeah, the the Switch looked cool. Uh, I thought it was a little busy on the back, um, but I'm not gonna not gonna upgrade. I, I got the Switch OLED, the standard one. Uh, the Splatoon 3, you know, congratulations. That is an, an amazing accomplishment to become the fastest selling, you know, game of all time in Japan and, you know, rightfully deserved. And, uh, you know, uh, that's only going to propel Switch sales and, and help Nintendo stay where they are. And uh, always look forward to new showcases. Always, you know, great for indie developers to get uh, out there. And Day of the Devs is one of those where it's not just here's a trailer. The, the, the actual uh, developers get to sit there and they actually talk to you for a bit and explain what's going on and show you trailers and show you gameplay. And each game gets, you know, a good, you know, five, six, seven minutes of, of segments to explain uh, which I like. I think that's important. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Let's move into uh, what games are going to be coming up over the next couple of weeks. We're going to be scrolling those on the screen as you guys are watching uh, the video version. Of course, it's coming from Metacritic that puts this list together. Thank you so much for that. Um, but a couple of games that maybe maybe someone needs to uh, pay attention to is the Amnesia games are coming out on uh, September 20th. Shovel Knight Dig uh, is coming out on September 23rd. And as we've mentioned already, the day after our next podcast recording, which is going to happen on September 26th, but on September 27th, we're going to get Tunic and Life is Strange Arcadia Bay Collection. Uh, so can't play them in the next two weeks, but just barely over the next couple of weeks. So, uh, Greg, what are you going to be playing over the next uh, yeah, two weeks until our next podcast? Well, I do see Maggie the Magnet on there that we just talked about from the one of the showcases. So um, possibly looking into picking up that. And then um, I know Barry will be very excited for this reveal that I... Um, picked up earlier today that I possibly what? be playing for the next podcast is this game right here. So I got this one from oh, the library. My God. That's never a picture you thought you'd see. <laughs> I am so, so happy that, right now. And I'm so jealous game that to experience it for the first time. <laughs> so I finally got my copy that I put on hold for what seems like forever ago. So it finally came in 
just uh, this past weekend, and I didn't get a chance to pick it up until last night. So I didn't start it up because I didn't want to have to mention that I've been playing it, and then that made this podcast even longer. So <laughs> I thought. I thought I thought a surprise reveal for Barry at this that was, section of the game. That was the best reveal of this whole thing. Screw nice. the Nintendo Direct. That was it. No, that Tears of the, the Kingdom. It's Tears for Barry. Exactly. <laughs> no, I'm happy. I can't wait now. You gotta you gotta play after this. I wanna I wanna hear updates, you know. I'm so happy for you. You're you're about to embark on the greatest adventure you'll have this year. <laughs> Nice. If not, your whole Switch career. <laughs> That's going to be over soon, apparently. Uh, Barry, what are you going to be up to over the next couple of weeks? Um, like I said, uh, I'm not... like The next game I'm really gunning for is on the 27th, which is a Trails from Zero. So right now, um, the main thing... I'm, I'm probably going to give Ryza one a shot, because like I said, I was really impressed with Ryza 3's trailer. It looked like a lot of fun to me, so... Uh, I'm sure I could just jump into Rise of 3, but I figure I've got this time period. Let me do that. Um, other than that, I'll probably be playing some games uh, either for review or, or doing stuff for premium, so I won't really have as much to, uh, to play. But that's okay. I like these downtimes too because I just got over you know, Xenoblade 3 and Yumawari, or, um, Yuri Kill, and uh, uh, you know now it's like, all right, I need a little bit of a break before I jump in, because the rest of this year is insanity, because there's Trails from Zero, there's Star Ocean 5, there's uh, God of War Ragnarok, there's Sparks of Hope, Bayonetta 3, Pokemon, like, it's just insanity after insanity. Harvestella, like, <laughs> I won't have any time. The end of this year is insane. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm actually going to be traveling uh, soon, uh, actually leaving tomorrow uh, to head out and... Um, I have all places to go um, and uh, hang out with Ubisoft um, for a couple days. And uh, so I'll be uh, checking out um, Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope a little early. Um, I won't be able to share my thoughts for a while because I'm under embargo, but I can tell you I'm going to check it out. Um, and uh, so I'll be playing that. And uh, I've got a couple other games that I'll be checking out, a new Lego uh, game that's going to be dropping soon as well. And so, yeah, I'll be... Uh, Playing a couple new games and a couple of games, maybe get some more time to uh, play Life is Strange uh, too as well. Uh, maybe in between all that, but yeah, that's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun uh, next couple of weeks. Like I said, we're gonna be back on September twenty sixth, which are with our next episode. Um, thank you guys for sticking with us for this episode. There was a lot to cover for sure. Um, lots to. <laughs> Let's to get through. Uh, so if you want to uh, talk about any of this stuff with us, we are uh, on uh, Twitter at Nintendo Fuse. Uh, so be sure to hit us up over there or you can also join our Discord or do both. We'd love to have you on any of those places to join our community, continue talking about all these games. If you like what you've heard um, or saw, um, please be sure to hit that subscribe button on YouTube or on your favorite podcast app and uh, be sure to leave us a positive review if you're able to share it with others uh, that enjoy Nintendo, enjoy video games. Um, we would uh, love to, uh, to have you help us do that as well. And um, yeah, just thanks for for being with us for another episode. Um, you can check out all the links and stuff we've talked about, all of our merch, all the the other links and stuff like that's going to be on our show notes, um, YouTube description, all those different things. So, thanks for being here. And uh, you know what's we're, crazy? What's that? In two minutes, a, or now in one minute, a, a Sony State of Play is happening. Isn't <laughs> like, that weird? Yeah. Isn't that yeah. weird? Same I, I, day. Yeah. 
yeah, I we didn't have time to uh, also cover that, but uh, but it is kind of weird that it's also happened the same day. So, well, it's been great, and uh, I know I know these guys got to get out of here, so we're just going to go ahead and wrap it up. But uh, thanks again for joining us. Happy gaming, everybody. Have a good one. See you next time.